0: This is the Wealth Game podcast where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. Today we've got a fun topic. We're going to talk about how the rich pay a lower tax rate. And this is this is kind of what this whole podcast is about, it's about paying a lower tax rate, understanding what you can do to pay that lower tax rate and increasing your wealth. But first to, re- to understand why the rich pay a lower tax rate, and you hear it in the news articles and there's all this drama about it. Like, oh, I can't believe so-and-so pays X amount in, the ta- in their tax rate or they only paid this amount of tax based on this amount of income. But in most cases or in the cases I've seen, they're following the tax code. Like that's the way it's written in the tax law And so if you understand what opportunities you have and you understand the different types of income that cause the different types of taxes or the different type of cash flow and income you can receive that's tax-free, you also can have that lower tax rate or tax-free income and tax-free cash. So I'll cover, of course, again, we're not going to cover absolutely everything This is the high level view of it, but you've got to understand these different types of income and the way that each each of them are taxed. We'll start with the worst. This is the worst type of income. And I say the worst because it has the highest tax rate overall. And this is your employment income. This is you working as an employee. This is where you would pay the absolute highest tax rate. That is when you are paying your income tax, say on your payroll tax on your W two, your pay stub, you're paying income tax on that, and you're also paying your payroll taxes on that. Your income tax rate, depending on your state, let's just say you've got six hundred thousand dollars of income on a W two, that's a high W two earner. You could be paying almost forty percent in federal taxes, about seven and a half percent in payroll taxes, and then another ten percent, well five or ten percent in state taxes. You'd be paying fifty five or sixty percent on that highest income on all of your employment income so for most people when you have a really high income earning like that most of the time my recommendation will be well let's change your circumstances let's try to get you out of paying or that employment income but it's if if you're earning that much if that's your one source of income it it doesn't always make sense to change that immediately just to save on taxes while your taxes are very significant if you don't have an alternative way to make that kind of money maybe keep your job and do some investments on the side but you just got to understand that if you are a high w-2 earner that employment income is likely going to pay the highest tax rate up to 55 or 60 percent depending on your state and your income level so your your next level You're not paying as much in taxes on this, but it's pretty similar. This is your ordinary income. This ordinary income is not employment income because you're not paying payroll taxes on it, but these are your, this is your interest income or non-qualified dividends or short-term capital gains, usually related to investment income, but it's investment income. That's not that great for taxes. So again, that's your interest income non-qualified dividend income, and short-term capital gains, gains, you're going to be paying your regular tax rate on that. And that's your ordinary income tax rate. And again, if you're, if you're over $600,000, you're paying almost 40% in that ordinary income rate. If you're less than $80,000 and you're married, you're going to be paying about a 12% rate. So it's not absolutely horrible within lower income, but as your income gets up there, it gets pretty bad. So the next level And this is getting better as we're we're going on. And I mean, the tax rates are going down as we go down this list. The next one would be the capital gain income. And actually I'll rephrase that. That would be long-term capital gain, gain income or qualified dividends. These are taxed at a different rate. There's a capital gain tax rate that's closer to 15 to 20%. Even when you're in those higher income brackets You'd be paying about 15 or 20, sometimes maybe a little higher, maybe 23 or 24% on your long-term capital gains. And again, that's that's not great. That's still almost a quarter of the income that you earn or the income that you realize, but it's a lot better than the 40 or 50% you might be paying on wage income, like your W-2 income or your payroll income. So that's the capital gain income. It's nearly half of what your earned income, like your payroll income would be. And so that's that's where you see a lot of a lot of income kicking off of investments when people are invested pretty heavily or you you've got a lot of investments. A lot of it comes from that long-term capital gains. And there is there's a lot more strategy with that long-term capital gain income. There's specific strategies where we can roll that over, like say into an opportunity zone fund where you could realize it, meaning that you sell your investments that year, realize it, you could have the cash. And you can invest just the gain portion of that cash of what your gain was into an opportunity zone fund and you wouldn't have to pay tax that year it would just defer the income to future years so this as you get into this type of income there's a lot more strategy involved so one the tax rates are generally lower and then there's more opportunity for strategy and planning compared to your w2 or payroll income so this last category this is my favorite category this is what really makes people mad when they see some of these celebrities or ultra wealthy paying close to 0% tax rate. And they're like, how do they do it? How do they have so many investments? And what are they doing? There's a, uh, oh, there's so many examples of this, but say anyone that's got a lot of stock, let's just say Elon Musk worth whatever he is, worth a hundred billion dollars. And let's say he has no debt. He's got a hundred billion dollars of, of stocks, mostly I assume. And let's just say he wants he wants $50 billion of cash, whatever he wants to do with it. He just wants $50 billion of cash, probably to start another business. But if he wanted $50 billion of cash, he could go to the brokerages or wherever he's got it held and go to banks and whoever would want to lend to him. And he could say, okay, I'll collateralize. I'll, I'll guarantee you this loan or I'll guarantee that I'll pay you back this loan um, because I have all the stock. And it's pretty common that you can borrow up to about 50% of your stocks of your whole portfolio. A lot of banks and brokerages will lend back out to you 50% of what your value is. and you can take that money and go do something else with it. But that money that you get back out like as collateral or that cash you get that you got because you put your stocks up for collateral, that's not taxable. You can do whatever you want with that. That's not taxable income because you have to pay it back eventually but it's not taxable when you receive it. This is possible with real estate, of course. A lot of our real estate investors, as properties go up in value, there's a cash out refinance option where you can even, if the values went up high enough, you can pull out all your equity and even all, all of what you put in initially. So you get to a point where you have zero cash in the deal. And if it's still cash flowing, a lot of times it makes sense. But that the, the money from a loan from loan proceeds is not taxable. And you can keep doing that year after year. You could be living off the appreciation of your properties and just refinance every year. And that might not make sense, but if you, yeah, you, if you get the point of that. You, there's options where you can borrow from like life insurance. If you've got one of these, the whole life or you know, life policies, plans, um, as you grow your, as you accumulate your cash value in that after a couple years it usually takes a few years to accumulate value but you can draw on that take a loan on that and you're paying interest back to yourself and you can be living off the cash value of your life insurance that's not taxable either or you could you could be living off of it or you could go take that and invest it somewhere else and you'd be getting you'd be getting a return on your re- investment in two places on the life insurance policy and then whatever you're doing with the cash after you get it wherever you put that you could be earning a return again on that so there's and there's some types of income, like one is like municipal bond income. We did an episode on that specifically, where it's it's a return on your investments. It's practical. It's similar to interest income, or it's just it's just a different type of type of interest, and it's tax free in if you invest in the right ones. It could be tax free in in the state that you're in. It can be tax free in like on your IRS or the federal tax return with the right planning, you could have it be completely tax free. And then, of course, the other uh, tax free way to get money is the Roth IRA. If you distribute money from that, Roth IRA distributions are not taxable. And those, those are just a few examples of it. But remember um, the rich, like why or how the rich pay a lower tax rate, it's usually because they are planning. And they're going after the types of income and doing the things that are just not taxed at, at the highest rate. So remember, the highest rate is the employment income, which is your payroll taxes, like what shows up on your pay stub, on your W-2 at the end of the year. That's the highest. You pay income tax plus payroll tax. Then you have the ordinary income. This is where you've got short-term capital gains. You've got interest income. You've got non-qualified dividends. These this is still taxed at the higher income tax brackets, but there's no payroll taxes on it. And then you've got capital gain income or like the qualified dividend income. This is taxed at that 15 to 20% rate. This is the long-term capital gain income. And if you plan for it right, you can pay about half of what those highest brackets are. Like this, is like the 15 to 20% rate. And then the last thing we talked about was the tax-free income or the way you can get cash out of your investments. This is borrowing on your stocks, borrowing on your crypto portfolios, borrowing against your real estate, doing these tax-free cash-out refinances and muni bonds and life insurance are the other options as well. But those are some great ways you know, to increase your taxes and decrease your, or, uh, decrease your taxes and increase your wealth. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com.